Hi, I'm Abby, and this is the God is Always Good podcast. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the God is Always Good podcast. Today we will be talking about how God is good even when we experience betrayal, whether that's from a friend or a family member. We will touch on how God uses that for our good. So I have two special guests today who will be sharing how God has been good to them even when somebody betrayed them. So the first guest I have on this podcast is my built-in best friend, my sister, Sydney. And then the second guest on this podcast today is Hannah, one of my closest friends. So I'm so excited that y'all are here. So let's get started. So first thing I like to do when I start the podcast is kind of ask a random question just to kind of get the conversation started. So, Sydney, what is your favorite sound and why? <laughs> oh, um, honestly, like, this is weird, but, like, the sound of, like, a bunch of rocks together, like, like a big pile of rocks. I don't know why, but like when like you like drop rocks on each other, it just I don't know why, but it's like a satisfying sound. I've always like liked the sound of rocks or like I don't know, like ice or something. Just like something that like clanks together. It's so weird, but it's like ASMR for me. It's so funny. <laughs> that was funny. So those ice cube videos are definitely your thing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and like ice breaking. I don't know why. <laughs> That's really funny. I wouldn't have mm-hmm. thought that. I don't know. It's definitely a unique sound. Yeah. I would say thunder. Mm. I just like the sound. I don't know. Just like it also like kind of shows off God's power, so it's like really cool to hear, especially when it's really loud. I like that. Yeah. It doesn't give you like a jump or anything. I mean, it definitely like scares me, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like the greatest sound ever. Like mm. it's a it's scary, but it's like so scary. yeah. It's kind of like, if you hear it inside, then, like, you're like, oh, I'm safe, like, the thunder's out there. I do like that. Yeah. I think mine would have to be, you know, those particular sounds, like, especially when, like, the only thing I can really think of in this particular moment is the harmonizing of instruments. Think of, like, an orchestra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of sound. And you can just definitely feel it because you know how – and. You know, some people say they can actually just feel the music or see the music in colors. Yeah. I feel like that epitome of sound. Just, yeah. Just the epitome of sound. That's really cool. All of these are so interesting. I like when <laughs> I don't know. I just like it's so interesting. Well, let's get started on the actual um, betrayal part mm-hmm. we're talking about. Hi, my name is Hannah Crouch. I'm a fellow communications major. Met Abby freshman year, mm-hmm. second semester, not through classes, surprisingly, just randomly. I don't even really remember. I guess it was yeah. through a friend of a friend. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Kind of random. Uh, one with segment to be. But, uh, what else? Am I? Oh, um, I'm from Lexington, South Carolina. Kind of describe a little bit of your experience with like betrayal. Like, was it a friend or how did. Yeah, so my experience with betrayal is really kind of along the lines of um, friendship, just that kind of thing. I feel like that's the most common and relatable thing for yeah. everyone, mm-hmm. um, especially anyone re- like listening or even sitting on the other line. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things where like 
sometimes you perceive it as betrayal in the moment. And then after you're like, okay, but that wasn't actually betrayal. That was just kind of me putting more stock in this person than I really should have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Higher expectation for them than they're willing to meet or should even meet. Um, matter of fact, Abigail Martin and I were talking about the fact of like friendship and how one friend is not meant to fill all those places just as one relative is not meant to fill all those roles mm -hmm. and how that can kind of lead to disappointment and sometimes betrayal. And so yeah, that's kind of my experience. Okay. Um, Sydney, well, I guess you can introduce yourself and then you can describe the kind of um, betrayal that you experienced. So I'm a marketing major and I go to USC um, I'm a sister, obviously, and I'm from Greenville, South Carolina, and I'm a freshman right now, so I just started college. Um, and I would say that I experienced betrayal through friendships as well. And kind of like Hannah said, just like setting expectations, like that they would fill like gaps that like they weren't really meant to fill, I guess. And just like, I think I found myself like relying on them. Um, too much and not relying on the Lord and kind of putting all my eggs in one basket. And so like when things didn't work out, then I felt betrayed and left behind. So I would say that like, that's my experience. But like, who was it that betrayed you? Like, was it a friend? Yeah. Some of us, but was it a friend or like family member? And like, yeah. how specifically, um, just kind of like, what was the experience like in the moment? For me, like, it happened both of my freshman years. So, like, my freshman year of high school and my freshman year of college. Um, in high school, I was, like, it was, like, my first time actually going to school because I had been homeschooled my whole life up until high school. And so um, I had this really close friend who I was homeschooled with. And um, so we were both going to high school together. And I was, like, I wasn't even afraid to go because I was, like, oh, well, I have, like, my friend. Like, everything's going to be fine. Like, she's going to be there for me. And we're going to, like, learn how to do this together. Um, and, you know, as soon as we got there, it was like she kind of started pushing me out of things, turning her back on me. Um, and so for a while, I kind of like didn't really have anybody. And I started to kind of like doubt myself and like think, um, like, why, like, am I not worthy of like being, you know, loved or like worthy of having a good friend and like just kind of starting to like really not love like life in general. And I was also on like, um, uh, the wrong medication for my ADHD so like that kind of fed into it but I was like falling into like a little bit of depression and um, anyway it was just like really hard because like I had this like vision that like we would like I set these expectations that she would be there for me and I'd be there for her and I put a lot of trust into her and like when that like when those needs weren't met I kind of just like fell apart and then I would say like I am a freshman right now in college but like my first week here um my roommate was a girl from high school that I was friends with. Um, and so, you know, we had been really good friends. And I was just thinking, like, oh, like, well, we're doing this together. Like, all of my other friends went to Clemson. And, you know, it was just me and her here at Carolina. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to do everything together and make friends together. And it's all going to be fine. So I just feel like for the second time, I, like, put all my trust in someone else and set, like, those kinds of expectations for her. Um, and then, you know, she started making her own friends and kind of like doing things without me. And I felt betrayed again because um, I had put all my eggs in one basket again. And so I just feel like those are the two different ways that I felt betrayed by friendships was, you know, because I had these expectations for them. And then like 
they kind of left me in the dust to figure things out on my own. So just do about the same thing as Sydney kind of described, like, well, you kind of described the experience, but kind of like, how did you feel and who was it that betrayed you? Like, um, I think growing up, I really kind of, you know how people talk about idolizing marriage and how like in the church and everything, it is very easy to idolize marriage. For me, it was definitely friendship. And I had to have some tough conversations with my mother actually about this growing up because um, for some, I guess, that context, um, I was homeschooled half the time and then I was public schooled half the time. And so that shift was kind of hard. Um, especially trying, like you, you were saying, actually the shift between you were saying you were homeschooled and then public for a little bit, that shift always comes with a lot of like friendship troubles because you're not necessarily able to relate to one particular group, especially because homeschooling and public school are two very different things. Um, and so just the struggle that came with that and friendship wise was super hard because some of the people that I relied on as a homeschooler or as a public schooler, I found that those friendships, while I still have them to this day, they weren't exactly what I needed them to be. And even when I, for instance, um, I can think of one specific instance, it was uh, prom one year. And for context, homeschoolers are allowed to go to prom beginning freshman year all the way through senior year, which is different from the public school because public school allows you junior and senior year. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually, it's very common for homeschoolers to go freshman and uh, sophomore year and then not to go their senior year or junior year, which is really yeah. kind of weird. But um, just having asked someone um, to go to the dance with me, it was a girl. I had asked her as a friend to go with me and I was like, hey, would you mind going with me? I don't want to go with a guy and just don't want that pressure. And she said, absolutely. I've got you. And then the day before, messaged me and was like, hey, sorry, can't go. Someone else asked me. And it wasn't even a guy. It was another friend that had said she wasn't going previously. And that was our agreement was that we would go together because of that. But her other friend had come in and she basically had like put me to the side for this friend. Um, so, of course, that came with a lot of feelings of betrayal. And there were several instances like that, but it was just ultimately – at the end of the day, me needing to remember that me not putting all my eggs in that basket <laughs> would be the best practice. Yeah, that's one thing that's so hard not to do is like you're so tempted to do. And I did that even like my freshman year with my roommate now. Like she didn't betray me or anything. She didn't do anything. But I definitely realized how much I like relied on her and it didn't go as well as like I had thought. So. And just the concept of like, I don't know when you have that relationship with someone, they're not meant to be that everyone. And so the problem is when you do get into a really good friendship, it's really hard, especially seeing social media and even just the groups of freshman year. You see freshman year, you walk in, I'm sure Cindy's experienced this as well, as you walk in and you see these instant friend groups and you're like, I'm supposed to be in one of those instant friend groups and it never happens. And then you're like, is there something wrong with me to where people don't want to be friends with me? Why do I not have my friend group? I thought I was supposed to have my friend group and like fellowship group. And while you do have those friends, eventually, it's not something that magically comes into your life. And if it does, I mean, bravo. But like, yeah. there's nothing wrong for taking your time and finding those friends. So, Yeah, it's my freshman year. I definitely don't have the same, like, or at least 
first semester of freshman year, I did not have the same friends that I had, like, then. So, I mean, I'm friends with some of the people still, but, like, it's not, like, I don't know, I'm not as close with them, which is okay. And friendships change by the season. Yeah. You have different needs depending on whatever season you're in, and because that person can't fill every hole, it's going to change. Yeah. Okay. So how, um, Sydney, how did you deal with um, your betrayal? Like, how did you deal with it? Did you, where did you run to um, at first? So I would say, like, I, I think I'm probably just going to more focus on, like, this year, freshman year um, betrayal situation. But, like, basically, like, in those moments where I was really alone the first two weeks, a lot of times I would just sit there and like think very negatively about like the situation and not like, I don't know, I wasn't really showing gratitude to the Lord. I was not like, you know, trying to find joy from him. I was just like sitting in my sorrows and like mourning, you know, all of my old friends and like mourning the, you know, the luxury of being able to like run home to my parents if I had a bad day and just things like that. And I just, um, I felt so hopeless and like I had nobody like for the first time in my life I was like I can't like go and talk to my mom like I can't go home and like chill with my family you know I can't go to my best friend like I have nobody like to sit with and I was just like you know for a while I kind of just like sat in that and didn't like think to go to the Lord or think like oh like the Lord is my friend just because it didn't feel like it but um I feel like, you know, God was starting to show me, like, how much I had relied on other people in my life. Just, like, I had always relied on them for my confidence and for my joy and, like, for my contentment. And I don't think that I had ever been put in a situation where I had nobody. And so I never, like, had learned how to be okay with just, like, having no one actually physically there and, you know, just being only with God. Um... And so I feel like he kind of started to give me this like holy confidence and this peace after I like kind of recognized that I had not been leaning on him. And I started to like, you know, pray to him every time I felt upset. And I started like writing down things that I was grateful for and just like trying to practice abiding in him and like being thankful for the things that he had given me. And um, I was just overcome with peace. And you know, I just put all of my trust in him, and I was like, Lord, like, I don't have anybody, like, there's nothing I can really do, like, I'm just going to give it to you, and I'm going to do the next right thing, and I would, you know, go to events, go to church, all these things, and he, like, brought friends to me, and so, um, I think, you know, that was obviously the best decision I ever made, was to, like, turn to him, and, like, you know, give him my fears, and just, you know, lean on him, because now I know, like, that even if I lose everyone again, like, I'll still be okay because, like, he is my number one friend. Did the Horizons retreat, like, help with that? Or that yeah, like, definitely help. going on the Horizons retreat, which is, like, it's basically this retreat where you um, meet up with other, like, fellow Christians um, just for the weekend. Like, you go up to a camp, and they have this resource there on, like, the second day that you're there, and you walk around and, like, there's a bunch of different churches and like ministries there that are like, and they share about their ministry and um, you can get signed up where you feel like you gravitate towards the most. And so, you know, I got like hooked 
in with all of these different ministries and I like made all these friends. Um, so that was a really big step for me and I was really nervous to go, but I feel like when I got there, I had this holy confidence inside of me and I was just able to be myself and like just learning like I am capable of making good friends here and I'm capable of being a good friend to people. And like, I don't know, it just really changed a lot of things for me. That's really cool. Um, okay. Hannah, so how did you deal with your betrayal? And like, or what did you do first? And how did you see God kind of move in it after that? I'm going to be honest. The way that I kind of coped with it was to immediately run to my room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that's kind of like the most understated thing, but that's kind of just the, I guess, the Disney reaction, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely just like ran to my room and was like, not going to lie, kind of angry with God. I was all these different times because it seemed like it was like very repetitive in the betrayals that had been occurring. But then God kind of was like, okay, take a step back for a minute and actually analyze what it is that's going on. Are they actually betraying you or are you just putting too much stock in them? Or are you just, you know, having super hurt feelings because you got betrayed that one time. And so you expect betrayal again. Um, and so he was really gracious in that. And then I would say um, coming to Anderson has really been a blessing because, I don't know, growing up, like I said, I kind of idolized the fact of friendship and like what it could be and what it was. And it wasn't until I got into college and really got to meet people like Abby. Actually, you were the start of it. So <laughs> um, getting to meet people like Abby and getting to understand what friendship actually mm -hmm. means and honestly, what it means to have godly friendships, because I think up to that point, I wasn't really emphasizing having godly people necessarily in my life, which sounds weird because I've been a Christian and like I've always prioritized God in my life. But it came to the fact of like realizing that I wasn't exactly putting God first in my friendships. And with me being around them all the time, it was really affecting my spiritual life. So just learning from Anderson and my friendship with you and my friendship with all these people here that friendship is not everything, but friendship is a great way to show you God and your daily experiences and also mm -hmm. for them to lead you back when you're having a hard time or feeling betrayed and actually having those tough conversations. Yeah. Um, how would you say that you like actually saw God being like good in it? Like kind of list out like, I don't know, specific things that like made, but, you know, like you can list out like, some specific things where you saw like how did God make it good when you thought it was like completely awful or you were in the moment um well so I can talk a little bit this one is from my like high school freshman year um I actually remember like there was one day where I was like really um really low like it was one of my lowest days and I remember you like left like a note card in my room um and it just said like God sees you on it and I was like oh like you know, God, like, actually sees me like this, and, um, you know, there's, like, a verse on it, and it was talking about how, like, God sees you, and he, like, feels what you feel, um, and, like, I was, like, okay, so God sees me in my pain, and, you know, he doesn't like it, like, he doesn't want me to be sad, like, he wants good things for me, um, and so that was just, like, 
I had a lot of times where I was like in deep prayer after that, like hours and hours of prayer. And I just remember like one time, um, you know, he was like telling me like, I want you to transfer schools. And I was like, you know, like, I was like, okay, like, cause you know, I had thought about it and like I had wanted to, but I just didn't think that that was, I felt like that was me running from my problems if I transferred schools. But, um, you know, like he, like, I feel like he confirmed that for me. Like, yes, like transfer schools because, um, you know, I was in a charter school. And so after that, like that summer after I, you know, lottery to get into this like public school, um, on the other side. And, um, I was like number two on the list. So I got in. And so, um, I went, you know, to that school and I like figured out like how to make friends, like, like, I don't, I don't want to say like again, but just like finding like my, like my personality again. And just like, you know, like I was starting to feel like pure joy from the Lord, which made me like more able to be myself. Um, so I feel like that's a way that God like turned something really dark into something beautiful, like just because like I trusted his plan. And then, um, for the freshman year this year in college, just like, you know, like I said before, like the horizon retreat and just like after that, like people started reaching out to me and like asking me to hang out. And so I felt like it was the Lord being like, here you go. Like people love you and like you are a lovable person and you are capable of being a good friend to them. Um, and so just like helping me experience like the joy of like trusting him and like leaning on him and like seeing what blessings he like gives me. Um, and so that's something I feel like he, you know, really like showed me those, both those years. It's just like, you will find joy when you put your trust in me and it might not be immediately, but like, if you like listen to me and like follow my plan, like things work out really well for you and I will bless you. goodness that came out of it was after the repetitive betrayals, just coming to understand that God is ultimately there for me, no matter what, no matter who else is here in person. I know Sydney had mentioned this at one point, talking about the fact that she felt like she couldn't go back to her parents and she felt like she couldn't go back to anyone and felt kind of alone, especially in um, freshman year. And I could totally relate to that. But the glory that came out of it was I realized that I wasn't, in fact, alone at any of those times, even though I was physically alone. Um, And then just also, I would say the godly friendships that came out of it as a result, because it showed me that not everybody is meant to be my friend, um, nor should they be. And that I'm not meant to be everybody's friend either or favorite person that uh, people pleasing is not really a, a good thing when it comes to the end of the day because you're not pleasing the Lord with people pleasing. So, Were there any Bible verses that kind of like really stood out to you in this time that were like, um, I don't know, they were just very helpful and they helped you like remember, um, I guess, what God had told you? Um, I have two different ones. Um the first one is Deuteronomy 31, verse 8, um, and it says, The Lord is the one who will go before you, and he will be with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. So just being like, 
the Lord is like the one person that will never ever leave you and like their love will never ever change. So like why wouldn't you like want to lean on him and like make him your best friend because he is the best friend that you could have. Um and then like I um I have this book and it's called Breath is Prayer. It's by Jennifer Tucker and my mom sent it to me in the mail um when I first got to college. Um, and there's one page in here, it's page 72, and the title is God is Holding Your Hand. And um, the verse that it's referencing is Isaiah 41, verse 13, which is, For I hold you by your right hand, I, the Lord your God, and I say to you, don't be afraid, I'm here to help you. And so it's just like the idea that like God is holding your hand. Um, <clears throat> And, like, there's a special kind of comfort that, like, comes from, like, someone holding your hand. Like, you know, it's, like, super simple, but it's, like, an act of, like, love and support. Like, someone's holding your hand. They're saying, like, I got you. I love you. I care for you. So just, like, the fact that he's holding your hand, um, it just, like, brings, like, some kind of, like, calmness and peace to me just to be, like, you know, like, he is the best friend that I could ever have, first of all. And he's like holding my hand and he loves me and he's like holding me like he's protecting me and he like is guiding me um and so the page where it actually like is the breath part because you're supposed to like breathe in and say something and then breathe out and so this one it says inhale and then you say lord you hold my hand and then it says exhale you are here to help me um and so i just like i would do that breath prayer over and over and over again and just read this verse um, and it brought me so much comfort and like, you know, just like light during like lonely times, like when I felt betrayed and I felt by myself. Well, that's really cool. Thank you. All right, Hannah. Bible verses. Um, I would say Matthew six was the one that spoke to me the most. I had to actually look it up because you know the verses you don't know the actual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. Like, yeah. you know the verses in your head, but then you're like, I don't know where this is from. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matthew 6, just all in all, just talks about the general concept of anxiety. Um, and so one of the ones that was actually pretty good. Let's see if I can find it again. Um Oh, okay, here we go. Therefore, do not be anxious by saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? And I think the same thing applies to when we're talking about friendships. So one could venture to say, do not worry about friends that you have now or in the future or how he will provide for you at all in those ways. And so that was just a constant reassurance because relatively speaking, friendships are not a huge deal as opposed to not being able to eat and not being able to um, sleep somewhere safe and all these different things. And so that's not to minimize the issue um, because that's not really fulfilling you in any way, nor is that what God intends. But also to say that sometimes it's really easy to not have perspective on your issues and to only see the betrayal and then therefore see the betrayal in every other thing, every other relationship that you have. And so it just kind of helped me reset my mind and remind myself, hey, this is not the biggest deal. But then also God does acknowledge that it is a big deal. He understands that it is something that I would worry about. He understands that that's what's on my heart. There's also another verse that talks about, like, he knows what is in my heart. Um, let's see if I... Mm -hmm. 
Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. That's Psalms 139.23. And it definitely shows, you know, when it talks about, you know, idolizing friendship is, you know, he knows your heart. He knows how much you value this. And sometimes he puts that betrayal in your way, not as a way to hurt you, but as a way of reminding you, hey, your priorities are not in alignment with my purpose for you. And I need you to be reminded of that. And like you were saying earlier with the whole what did you get out of it with God that's kind of one of those things as well so okay that's wonderful yeah those verses are very helpful for me even too like especially Matthew was it Matthew 6 or yeah yeah that one where it's like I just so many times too I have worried now it's not necessarily about friendships but it's like about all these other things and it's like he says it so many times in the Bible and Mm -hmm. yeah we still do it he just he knows so, but it's, I don't know, it's really cool how he, like, knows and he, like, is, like, here. He knows here. your heart and sets in front of you what you need to have. Yeah. And sometimes that's, you know, hey, let's reprioritize what is important. Yeah. So, looking back, how would you, why would you say that, like, the portrayal you went through was good? Like, how could you say it was good? For me, it was just like, I, you know, I feel like I really needed it because it taught me how to lean on the Lord. Like, I really, I really feel like he put me like in a like lonely spot. Like he left me all alone with no one on purpose so that I would learn like who my true friend is. Like, and that it's him and like just learning that like, I really was never like actually at peace and I really wasn't like ever experiencing like true security because I was always searching for it in friends. And like for the first time, I finally like found that security in him. Um, And so I really am grateful that it happened because I would never have learned to like lean on him in difficult times. And I feel like now, like when things, like I come across things that are difficult, like whether it's like about school here or just like friendship, like troubles here, like when I come across those things, like you know, being able to, like, turn to God and being, like, okay, like, I need your help with this, like, and, like, I trust you, and, like, if things, like, don't work out the way I want, I'm, you know, gonna lean on you instead of other people, and I just, I don't know, I feel like I'm really grateful for that situation, and I, um, you know, I'm really glad that that happened. I am just grateful looking back for the heart check, because I definitely needed it, and it's something that, I will continue to have for the rest of my life just because that is something that I do need a heart check on regularly because um, it's pretty easy to get your priorities kind of swapped up. You lose your balance occasionally, and that's just life. And, you know, Jesus knew that when he died for our sins. You know, he knew we would be out of out of balance for the most of our lives. So I'm just grateful for that. And I'm also grateful for the fact that it allowed me to have a clear mindset when coming into college because I will say my first semester, and I'm sure you can relate to this, Abby, because we were actually talking about this at another point, but we were talking about the fact that first semester of college was super, super lonely and how we both thought, oh my goodness, we're not going to have those friends. And we were trying so desperately for those friendships that would eventually come. And that desperation, once the second semester hit, we were like, okay, were settled in the ability to be able to be alone and be able to prioritize our relationship with Christ. And I think that season was very much necessary for who we've become and how we've been able to 
fulfill those friendships that we have been blessed with in a godly manner. So that was really cool. So yeah, I think that is all we have for today. Awesome. So thank you Maybe. both for being able to be on here. And thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. I'm glad I could. Thank you for sharing all this stuff. I'm excited. Thank you for listening to the God is Always Good podcast. I hope this was helpful for you in your daily walk with the Lord. And remember, God is always good.